Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. The guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 421 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. It is. Two is greater than one. We are doing a year in review of Stride Pro Wrestling. It's been a great year uh, for all of pro wrestling, I think. But I think Stride uh, had a pretty good year as well. And my guest this week, as always, on Two is Greater Than One, Tyler Heath Hatton. And Tyler, thanks for being here. And, you know, we kind of wrapped up uh, 2022 with Hostile Holiday over the weekend. How are you feeling? I know that uh, you uh, had a pretty intense match with Riser that night. It was a pretty good match. Uh, it was pretty, uh, you know, for my first match, you know, uh, I mean, really in a, in a couple months, uh, it was pretty, uh, it's pretty intense. And I, uh, you know, wasn't expecting to wrestle. Uh, that's a, that's a shoot. That's not a, <laughs> right. um, you know, that was not in the, in the cards at all. So, um, you know, how, you know, people think in story like, oh yeah, you 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 weren't expecting to wrestle, but you were really expecting to wrestle. No, I was honestly not expecting to wrestle, and uh, things happen. And um, the, the general manager is a, is a jerk, and uh, and I had to wrestle that night. Um, there were other things in the back that took place that required me to have to wrestle, but anyway, um, yeah, it was unexpected. Um, but uh, overall, I felt like it was a good show, a good time. Well, let me ask you this because, you know, you have you have posted on social media before, you know, that you're getting too old for this and and uh, you know, the 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 you know, rigors of the ring so to speak. You know, you are a young man still. You're, you know, in your 30s. Um we see guys like, you know, AJ Styles and Bobby Roode and and Lashley, you know, all in their mid to to late 40s still getting in there and wrestling. Do you feel like as an indie wrestler, there's a shorter shelf life because it's not that repetition? Like if you were on the road or if you were doing this uh, every few days, would you, do you think you would still feel the same way as far as the, the, because I feel like you, you get in there and you wrestle, you know, once or twice a month and then you're done for a little bit and, and then getting back in there, it's going back through those motions again. Is that, does that make any sense? I mean, I really feel like it's, uh, they, 
you know, those people that you mentioned, that it, it's their job. And so mm-hmm. with it being their job, I mean, it's like, it's just, you know, it's honestly, it's like, look at a professional athlete, like a, you know, um, you know, a, a professional, you know, Albert Pujols is, you know, he retired at 42 years old or whatever. And he played 182 baseball games in a year. If I go play one softball game, I'm sore the next day. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I equivalent to being the same. You're, you're training your bodies in tip top shape. And then also you're taking care of it mm-hmm. as far as you're stretching every single day. You're going to the chiropractor probably, you know, every couple of days. You're getting massages. You're like taking care of your body. And it's, it's used to it because you're doing it you know, so much. So, you know, if I was to go and, and go practice and get in the ring two or three times a week and, and train and, and stretch and take care of my body, then, then yeah, it would be different. But, you know, as you get older, when it's not your job and it's not what you focus on every day, it does get harder and harder to do it um, because you're not taking care of yourself. You're not, you're not stretching and you're not training, you know, for that. And so I, you know, I, I just, I, you know, I do those guys that you mentioned, they are all, um, you know, top of the line and, mm-hmm. and, and, and they're, you know, they, they train every single day. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's remarkable that guys like AJ Styles and Chris Jericho do it at the level that they do and the, and the things that they, the moves that they hit and, and stuff. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I I think if I was to go up and be able to train a couple times a week and mm-hmm. go through the stretches and the warm-up and, and take care of my body, then, then it wouldn't be as bad. But I, you know, I, I'm out of time as it is, so right. it makes yeah. it a lot more difficult. Well, let me ask you this, too, because, and, and we never really followed up on this. This is going to be an episode about, you know, strides year in review and, and, and looking back on 2022. And looking ahead, obviously, then to 23, but back, I think it was either late April or maybe late May. I don't remember. I don't remember what month it was, but Cowboy Bob Orton came in and wrestled uh, at a show for us in, in Gallatin uh, County. Um, you know, Ric Flair made his comeback to the ring at 73 or 74. Uh, Bob Orton is is around Ric Flair's age as well. Uh, we see Sting at sixty three getting in there and and wrestling uh, not not weekly on AEW, but you know well into his sixties. Uh, you know Ricky Steamboat made a comeback and he's pushing seventy. Do you feel like there should be uh, an age limit on wrestling? Uh, you know what what who and who is to decide? Because I know the fans, you know the the court of public opinion, if if you will, uh, you know can sometimes be pretty brutal and, and, and very critical of, of wrestling, I think. And, and wrestling fans, I think are, are sometimes the, the worst in, in that regard, as far as, you know, criticizing the business and criticizing things. And, and we were talking before we started recording that, you know, the fans perspective doesn't always line up. And we've, we've seen that time and time again with WWE and the decisions that they make. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not always what the fans want, but what is best, truly best for business. And it's not just a cliche that, uh, the Alliance developed years ago. My, my thought process is number one, you know, me and I don't care what anybody else thinks. <laughs> right. So if I want to wrestle at 70, I'll wrestle at 70. And yeah. I feel like 
everybody should be should get to do that. So I've said this before, you know. J- j- so I have a, a teacher at, at my school, and um, and we all laugh because you know he he's my favorite teacher at the school, and, and his name's Pat Abel, and uh, and he's in his you know he's he's older, he's pushing seventy, and he's still teaching, and he's part time, but he loves wrestling, and and he loves old school wrestling and stuff. And anytime we have a half day or anything, I'm in his room and just talking and he's just this, this sweet guy. And, but anyway, he asked me, he said, you know, you got any shows, you know, he came up to me on Friday and he said, got any shows this weekend? And I said, yeah, actually I do. And, and he's like, man, he said, you just, you can't give it up. And, and he plays in a band. Mm. And I, and I said, well, it's kind of the same way with the band. And anyway, I kind of explained, and, and I've explained this on here before. When it comes to wrestling, to me, the feeling that it gives me, uh, I can't explain it. And, and there's no other feeling like it. And, uh, and it's really hard to walk away from that, you know, from that feeling. And, you know, it's, you know, uh, I, I can't explain it, but when you're out there, nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter if you're fighting with your wife or your kids or you have money. Pro- it, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. None of that weighs because you're not thinking about that because you can't think about that because you could get seriously injured. Mm-hmm. And so, that that's the first thing that's what's going through my mind when I, you know, when I'm, you know, contemplating wrestling or not anyway, like, you know, it's, I, I've tried to say before, you know, if, you know, my wife says all the time that, Oh, you're still going to be wrestling at at 45 or whatever, Mm -hmm. because I, I can't envision a time when, you know, there, there's not a situation to where I would get in the ring, whether it's at the school I teach or whatever. So with that being said, um, I don't think there is a, an age to not do it. And I get it. You know, people are, uh, you know, it's like, you know, Michael Jordan came back and played for the Wizards and everybody mm. trashed him and you're ruining your numbers and you're ruining your legacy or whatever. Um, you know, who cares? It's his life. Right. And if you miss something so bad and you love it, then do it. That's the first thing. You know, the second thing is, is, you know, uh, Bob didn't have to do a whole lot and he made a lot of money to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and then also it's, you know, it's go back and watch, uh, you know, Rocky Balboa, the, the last Rocky where, you know, he really talks about like, there's just this feeling that like, you know, something's missing when you do something for so long and it's your job. You know, I, I think back to the Scott Hall documentary ESPN did mm-hmm. when he said, what do you do when, you know, 50,000 people aren't chaining your name anymore? You know how hard that is. Yeah. And, and I don't think people understand that. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is your life, do whatever you want to do. And if you want to wrestle when you're 90, wrestle when you're 90. The last thing is, and I say this all the time. I don't take advice. I don't take criticism from people who have never wrestled. Uh, you know, I may I may ask what they thought because they're a paying fan, mm-hmm. and if they don't like it, then then you know, you know, I may ask why or whatever. However, 
I'm not going to let a fan or somebody who hasn't wrestled tell me if I'm a good wrestler or not because they've never done it. They're mm-hmm. just sitting behind a computer or, you know, no offense, behind a podcast. Right, right. You know, telling me that I'm no good. Well, what, you know, you haven't done it. And so I factor that into why is some fan who has done nothing, who is not part of the business, just sits and watches it and has never done any of the dues, gone through any of the training, put their body through it. Why does that person get to tell somebody else that they shouldn't do it anymore? They don't, then don't watch it. If you, if you don't want to see them do it, then don't watch it. So Yeah. yeah, like when people like that criticize or say, or, you know, comment, I, I don't, I don't value their opinion uh, and I don't, you know, it's, you know, I can remember you telling me before, Hey, so-and-so reviewed the stride thing or so-and-so, you know, you see their review of this. And I'm like, no, because they're not wrestlers right, <laughs> and I right. don't value their opinion. Yeah. It's nice to hear. And it's nice. And it, and it sucks to not hear that that person thinks your show stinks or you stink. But I, at the end of the day, well, then you get in and do it. You get in and wrestle. And, and tell me if, if you can do it. If you don't think I'm a good wrestler, then then don't buy a ticket to watch me. Yeah. And if you think, then boo me and tell me how bad I am. I'll, I'll applaud that. And so that's kind of my thoughts. Now, what is tough is when you see people in the business, you know, like Mick Foley or whatever, say Steve Austin should wrestle again, or you don't want to see yeah. him or this person shouldn't wrestle, uh, you know, Mick Foley, you know, saying Ric Flair shouldn't have his last match. That's tough because those are your peers and mm-hmm. people in, and you want their support. Um, and, you know, so, so that, that would sting a lot more to me than a fan saying it. Yeah, I could see that. I agree. Well, you know, we're here to talk about uh, 2022 and the year that was since we did wrap up our, last show over the weekend with with Hostile Holiday. It'll be up on YouTube this week, too. Uh, You can check that out. Uh, Check out our YouTube channel, the Stride Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. Head to our Facebook page, and that'll get you to all of our other social media out there. But uh, I was looking back, and this kind of blew my mind. We had 16 shows in 2022. A handful of those were fundraiser events, and, um, you know, uh, it's always a good time. And, And as people are listening to this and maybe a, a local fan that is interested in, in fundraising. Stride fundraisers or wrestling fundraisers in general are a, a pretty unique way to raise some money for a church or a school or, uh, you know, we, we've we've raised money for just about any kind of project that you can think of. Right, Tyler? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I totally agree with that. I mean, uh, you know, the the amount of money you know, uh, for one that stride's been able to raise. Um, I mean, looking back over the years, I mean, Mm -hmm. I I just, I don't think it's comparable. Right. And you know, you you don't have to go out and sell uh, candy bars or cookies or any of that other kind of stuff. It's, it's a fun night of, of entertainment. Uh, you know, of the shows that we did in, in 2022, any, anything, I mean, I've, I, I know things obviously stand out to you, but what, what are some of, the, of your big takeaways or, or big, uh, things that, that really hit with the crowd or, or things that you were, were happy with the, the outcome of for, for 2022? 
man, my, my favorite moment was the, the rumble that we were able mm-hmm. to do. Uh, I mean, that was crazy. I mean, uh, I don't even know how many people were there, uh, you know, since, uh, you know, the, it you was know, standing room only. I can tell you that. Who paid? We don't anymore. But yeah, what was that? It was standing room only. I know that. Yeah, it was, and and um, you know, and so the rumble was, uh, you know, that really stood 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 out to me on a personal level. You know, booking it was was awesome. You know, getting to you know to book, and and you know, it's not like you know a major promotion. You know, we, we had to figure it all out that night and who eliminated who. And, 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 you know, so that was cool for me. And, and all the surprises and, and you know, getting Palmer back and, and Tony back and Curly back. And, you know, that was, to me, was, was super uh, exciting and, uh, you know, something that really stood out to me. Um, Strideversary, again, was standing room only mm-hmm. this past year. Uh, you know, uh, and... You know, for me to come back, you know, I came back a year ago, you know, right. now, and, you know, I came back and, uh, in, in November of 2021 and attacked Riser and, and, uh, you know, actually, you know, this, this match this past year was, was my first time wrestling, um, since the match against Cash and, and then, you know, spilling over and, and building the thing between me and Cash and, 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 you know, having you be the special ref, that stood out, uh, you know, because, um, you know, I hate to be this way and, and I hate to, you know, I don't like to toot my own horn, but for a lot of, a lot of years, uh, and a lot of times when times got tough, I, you know, I, I kind of carried the torch for stride mm-hmm. and I kind of felt like, okay, we need, we need a big crowd. We need a big moment. And, and for some weird reason, a Southern Illinois fans genuinely get behind me or, or get to where they want to come watch me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in those big matches. And I, you know, I understand that. And so anyway, I've been gone for a while and the other guys, you know, riser and Peyton and, and ax and, and Roger at that time, you know, they had all really carried it and carried it well. And, you know, me coming back and when I came back, we weren't really drawing that well, if you remember. Um, you know, we, we were kind of getting worried a little bit and we weren't drawing that well. And, and I decided, you know, to come back as a heel and, you know, something I had never done in Southern Illinois and, and I wanted to be a heel and, and a bad guy. And, uh, and, you know, coming back and, and doing that and then, um, and then, you know, having standing room only crowd, you know, with me and, uh, and Riser with you as a special ref and, um, and then having, you know, Dexter cash in, but in front of that big crowd, you know, it was, um, to me, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's, uh, you know, you book Stradiversary and it seems no matter what, it always seems like it's a big event. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and you know, usually coming out of December into January, Stride, for whatever reason, we always seem to find our stride, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but anyway, Stradiversary to me, the Rumble was my moment of the year that, that stuck out to me. 
and just how fantastic that was and how well it ran. And, um, and then, you know, but on a personal, for me, uh, on a professional level, it was, you know, Strideversary and, and, you know, that whole thing and, and turning on you and, and kicking you <laughs> in the goodies. And, and, you know, that, that whole thing for me, a professional level was, was great and, uh, and, and a fun time. Yeah. What about I, you? Well, you know, you can't deny the, the success of the rumble and the first time that we did it. And like you said, you know, to, to book 30 competitors and, you know, even, even, day of there was some doubt of if some were going to be able to make it and some last minute decisions made but you had a clear vision of of what we were going to do and and I think the crowd ate it up you know it, it was uh it was just a, a fun environment and that buzz that that the building had but you know for me I, I'm going to be selfish and and go back to the night that you and I wrestled and we talked about it before after that that show um i was under the impression that the match was going to end differently than it did i didn't know cash was going to be there so uh cuz somebody did ask me what i thought the the biggest moment for stride was in in 2022 and i told them the return of cash borden because for me it was a legitimate surprise like i felt like a fan that night because i had no clue cash was coming back um, and you know, after being gone for 14 months and, and the business that you guys did leading up to his departure and, and the night that he did leave, um, uh, you know, I didn't think he was ever coming back. And, uh, so that was to me, a, a, a very, a fun memory, a fun moment. And, and one of those that, you know, um, I look back on and, 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 you know, the, the things that you and, and Cash did even after that at the Rumble, um, at the show at uh, the Gallatin County or at the uh, Pulaski County Fair where you guys were beating each other up with throwing trash cans at each other and, and all that. And then uh, it kind of all culminating with the casket match uh, in Pinckneyville. You know, we're innovating, you know, Stride in 2022 did a casket match for the first time, did the Rumble match for the very first time. Um, you know, kind of bringing these new, not new to wrestling, but these new concepts to, to our fan base. And, and they're seeing that, you know, Bud Galloway and, and, uh, David Lee Walker having that dog collar match at, at, uh, the rumble, you know, that was the first dog collar match we had done in a few years. Cause uh, of course, Cash and Jay Spade had a, an amazing dog collar match at Stridiversary 2019. So, you know, just introducing and, and not overwearing or over uh, doing things. You know, you bring these new concepts in and, and, you know, I think WWE sometimes get criticism because they plan the, the Hell in a Cell every year. You know, you have two or three Hell in a Cell matches and it, it's not something that is organically built up to, which that's what I like about what we're doing with Stride is everything feels natural and organic and it doesn't feel like, Oh, it's Stridiversary, so we have to have a dog collar match this year, or it's you know we have to have a cage match, or there's got to be some sort of gimmick attached to it. The gimmick comes with the progression of the story, and I think our fans appreciate that as well. You know, because I watch Stride as you know, obviously doing the announcing and the commentary, but I'm also watching it from the perspective of a fan, and I like the surprises. And you know, Cash coming back was a huge surprise for me. Uh, in 2022 and you know 
uh, getting to pin you in the middle of the ring was just the kind of cherry on top for that. So I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, cash coming back and, and you know, and, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, we've, we've had a whole thing talking about cash and that and, and in the episode, mm-hmm. you know, we did praising him and, and him wanting to do the, you know, the, the casket match and, and, um, you know, putting me in it and, um, you know, so yeah, I mean, the, the casket match at, at 204, uh, was, you know, was, was special, um, you know, to me and, and, uh, you know, and, and having, you know, uh, Jerry and, and, and Tony really, you know, quote unquote, turn the house down at, at Pinkneyville and, uh, you know, so, you know, like you said, uh, the matches and, the, you know, the progression of the matches and really just having guys that, um, you know, really buy into to what we do, mm-hmm. you know, because there's other promotions and I'm not knocking anybody, but there are other promotions and that I, that I try to watch or try to follow. And, and I, and I try to see their, their stories and, and, I, and they don't make any sense, you know, mm-hmm. to me. And, and so I know they don't make any sense, you know, to the fans. If I can't make sense of it, then I'm like, well, how do the fans or how does that make sense? And, and there's other things too, that you don't know because you're not there. And you know, like last night we had, you know, six guys cancel. Right. And say they couldn't make it. So, you know, we had to change our story and change some stuff. So, you know, you may see it or, or see the results and be like, wait, what? You know, why was Heath wrestling riser? You know, or whatever. Yeah. So I get it. You know, people cancel. You know, I was supposed to wrestle today, but I got hurt last night in the match, so I couldn't. So there are times when things change and, and you have to adjust. But I feel like for the most part, we're always, you know, we, we always have the end in sight for a story. And so it's easy when we know what the blow off is going to be to continue that story each month. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I think a lot of times companies don't have that, you know, it's just, you know, where it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. And, and, and then when somebody cancels, they just kind of completely redirect, uh, you know, the story I was, um, champ at a company one time and I told them, you know, I couldn't be at this show and they knew ahead of time I couldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And anyway, when I was gone uh, at the show, they, they did something and took the belt off of me and which was, that, that was their choice. And mm-hmm. I, you know, and I came back the next month and, and, uh, and, you know, people were asking, you know, and I never got a rematch for it or anything. And, mm-hmm. And I remember, like, you know, I came back the next the next month, and there was about 18 paid people there. And and that's kind of when it realized, this was years ago, and I realized, like, if you don't have a story that people can sink their teeth into and follow, then they're just not going to come. And they're not, you know, they're, they're not going to have a reason to come. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and so that's where I think Stride, has been, um, you know, uh, successful and been, you know, where we're still able to keep going all these years later. And I mean, and even looking now where, you know, 
we're on the road to uh um to uh you know Stradiversary and planning big things so yeah it's you know it's always to me it, it's kind of because Stradiversary falls in in March which is uh, when Stride was was started and had that debut show um it's reminiscent to me of, uh, you know, and obviously on a much different scale, but it's that road to WrestleMania, you know, that starts kind of around Survivor Series, which is in November, leading up to March or April for for WrestleMania. And I, I don't think it's uh, any different with Stride. You know, the the seeds are being planted for uh, things to come. Like like you said last year in 2021, you re- re-emerged in Stride at the... Uh, event in November where you attacked Riser and then lo and behold, you know, in, in March at Stradiversary, it was you and Riser wrestling for the championship. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to, and, and I don't know everything that's going on. And like I've told you before, I don't want to know everything that's going on. In fact, you know, we had Saturday night at, at the show, uh, B-Rad was, was going to have a mystery partner and I thought it was going to be you. Uh, up until the night of the show when when I finally asked you who's because you had said that you were going to wrestle um so I just assumed it was that you were going to be the mystery partner tune in to the YouTube channel to find out who the mystery partner was for Brad if you haven't or if you weren't at the show but um you know so it's it's things like that that I uh you know get to be a fan of and, and uh you know be there as and I always wonder what it would be like to be uh, just a fan and, and come to shows because, you know, with, with AAPW, I went to a few shows before, uh, Chris asked me to, to help and do commentary and stuff. And then, you know, you're kind of on that inside loop, um, with stride, you know, from day one, I've been there as, as ring announcer. So it, it, it is, it is fun to, to still get to kind of be surprised and, and see those things that come up. Um, and, and we saw other returns to Stride in 2022. Um, Bud Galloway, I posted something on Facebook right before we started recording to kind of gauge and see what others uh, enjoyed about 2022. And Bud Galloway commented, he is the current No Limits champion. Uh, he said, personally, I loved being able to come back to Stride. This has been a fun year for me. Uh, you know, he won and lost and then regained the uh, No Limits championship from David Lee Walker. And, and you know, he's one of those Stride trainees, so is David. David Lee Walker, you know, a lot of guys on the card on the roster right now uh, have come up through the training or, or continuing to train. Of course, Peyton Ayers, the heavyweight champion, uh, a great success story. Riser, another success story. Bud Galloway, you know, these guys come in and I know that some, you know, you've seen them come and go as far as the training goes. Some of them show up that first night and, and don't come back or uh, they don't stick with it. Uh, what advice do you have to someone who is you know, thinking about training. Cause you know, again, 2023, uh, some of the things that I know are on the, the, the horizon, uh, I hope that they pan out. And, and I think that if they do, it will, it will change a lot of things within the stride structure. What I learned, uh, you know, what I've learned since I stepped back from being the full trainer mm-hmm. is, um, you know, it's, it's funny because, uh, I just had this talk with, with my daughter the other day, uh, talking to her about, about sports and, and the way I live my life. And I kind of realized when I was the head trainer uh, at Stride and I was the one doing it, like I was taking all the moves 
like I was in almost all the practice matches mm-hmm. I was going through and you know, I was kind of the the driving force and, and I was the one studying and looking up and finding drills to do. And, and I did have a lot of drills that WWE had gave me, but, um, you know, I was messaging guys, you know, Hey, I got nothing going on. You want to go up there? And, and, you know, and, and it started with, you know, me, Red Daniels and, and Frank Edwards, you know, it was just so many times it was us three up there and, only one of us knew how to wrestle. And that mm-hmm. was me. And, uh, and you know, I was taking all this stuff. And then, you know, and then Scott Phoenix came along and then Brian Richards came along, you know, and then, and then, you know, Dexter came along. But for the most part, you know, it was me. And then I kind of realized, you know, after that, I, I you know, it, it really hit me. And, uh, and that I wanted it more for them than they wanted it. And, and that's a hard pill to swallow for somebody. And, uh, but you know, for me, it was, I kind of realized I don't make any money doing this, you know, to run stride, you know, even though last night, you know, people think I'm stealing money, but you know, (laughs) I, you know, I don't make any money. And and now that you're handling the money, you see, right. There's not really a whole lot of money to be made doing this. And when I was, training guys i wasn't making any money and and you know and especially in southern illinois i mean look at all the the companies that have went under without the training school to help supplement income so you know i was doing it just because i wanted to give back to something that had been so great to me and i kind of realized like they didn't want it as bad as I did. Now, don't get me wrong; they were great, and but it was it was me giving up my time away from my family. And a lot of times, you know, you would train people, and then they would go, and then you know they would quote unquote stab you in the back, or they wouldn't be loyal to you, or you know, you know how it is, mm-hmm. or, you know, and you kind of realize, you know, like man, I, I gave up two, three, four years of my life with my, you know, my family sometimes to come up here and train you and work on you. And I didn't make any money. And then, you know, now you've, you know, and and we didn't charge very much. And, and, you know, it was, you know, you know, for what, you know, for what it's worth. I mean, it used to be $60 a month to train. And when I trained somebody for personal training, it was $30 a session, right? a session. And so, and it's like, you know, so you break it down, you know, we, we went, um, you know, sometimes 15, 16 times a month for two hours at a time, you know, so, and, 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 you know, you, you give up all this time and, you know, so I think, now and getting at, at what your, what your question was is now I've taken a step back and the guys that train, like my advice is if you want to train here, you know, you're going to have to be self-motivated, right? You know, I've offered the last three or four weeks to go up on Sunday and, um, you know, this past Sunday I couldn't, you know, we, we had a family emergency, but, um, every other Sunday I offer to go up there and, 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 you know, not, and Dave Lyons, the only one who wants to go up, um, Dave will go up anytime I want. Um, and 
but I'm at a point to where I can't go up there and take a bunch of moves from, from one guy mm-hmm. <laughs> on a Sunday and get up and go to work on Monday. And, and, you know, it's, and that's kind of where it's at is, is who wants it, you know, who, who wants, who wants to train and, you know, and, and, you know, guys, you know, I, I've kind of realized the, the problem with, with wrestling today is guys will learn a few things, a couple, a couple moves. Then they want to go wrestle in front of a crowd and mm-hmm. wrestle in front of a crowd. You know, um, guys will drive two, three hours to wrestle in, in front of 10, 15, 20 people and not get paid, but they're going to do it just because there's a crowd whenever, you know, there's a ring in a building that they could wrestle anytime they want. There's just not that 15, 20 people there. Um, and it, you know, and that's different for me. It was, I'm an, you know, I'm an athlete and I understand practice is where you get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can do this thing perfectly with no adrenaline of a crowd and an empty building, just imagine what you can do when you have adrenaline in those people. But I've realized guys don't have that, you know, it's, um, you know, and I, like I said, I just, I, you know, I told, you know, I told my daughter, how did a guy who graduated from a school with 40 kids in his class make it to WWE? Because I lived my life differently. You know, I lived it to where I had no problem going up. I mean, you can call and ask Jay Spade or, or Curly, you know, or A.T. Brooks. There were so many times I was bugging them on Saturday nights to go up and, and wrestle me, mm-hmm. you know, at Curly's building. And, uh, you know, and I would have offers to go to shows, you know, here and there and, and everywhere and not really get paid. I didn't want to do that because, you know, I wasn't going to waste money, spend money to go drive to wrestle in front of a real small crowd when I could just save money and go wrestle and get better that way. Cause that was my goal was to get better. So my advice is somebody who, who wants to get into wrestling, you, you have to ask yourself, what do you want out of it? And, um, if, if you just want to do it, just to say you, you do it, then, then that's all you have to do. I mean, then, but if you want to really do something with it and make something of yourself, you have to be really, really self-motivated. And, um, you know, and you have to learn, you know, it's, uh, you know, I know so many people that have went to bigger companies and they go and they start out getting jobbed out and squash and they quit. Mm-hmm. They don't go back to those companies anymore. They don't want to pay their dues. They well, you know, I'm a big guy at stride. I'm, I'm the, you know, I'm in the main event or I'm a big time guy at this company. Why would I go here and job out? Well, because they want to see, they want to see how loyal you are, how dedicated you are. But guys in this day and age, they don't do that. You know, they don't. Um, you know, my first OVW match was three minutes. Mm. You know, so I mean, it, it and then it, it, you know, it, it built and it built, and they say, you know, I get a couple wins, you know, and then I win, and then I, you know, I get, you know, some some bit, you know, you know, I show up and I got a lot of time on TV in it, so. It really it, it it builds, and you have to go and pay your dues. And I don't think guys do that so much anymore. Makes sense. It it, it really it makes a lot of sense. And we saw uh, in twenty twenty two. You know, we mentioned the return of Bud Galloway, the return of Cash, um, Sam Hunter, who former general manager now back and and managing uh, Peyton Ayers. We saw him return at. 
the Rumble. And Peyton, of course, goes on to win the Rumble. And I'm, I'm bringing all this up to bring us to the first show of 2023, New Year's Knockout, uh, January 7th. And you earned a championship match against Peyton Ayers. And, you know, again, this is another one of those student and teacher situations uh, where you helped to train Peyton Ayers. And now you're going to get in there and wrestle him. But he's also got someone in his corner that you know very well going dating back and you know you mentioned high school earlier you and sam were classmates and friends back in high school yeah so um you know i think peyton is um you know uh, not a not only a a great kid but he's very talented mm-hmm. and you know and he's one of those kids to where you tell him one thing and he figures it out and, yeah. and does it and, you know, and, you know, and here's the thing, this is what, this is where I'm getting at how good Peyton is and, you know, how that's all I've heard is, is from, you know, you know, guys in the business, you know, Sean Mock or, you know, Carnage, Sean Chambers, uh, Shane Ridge, um, Bull Bronson are all guys who have messaged me about Peyton. Mm-hmm how talented it is, how good he is. And not because of size, how good he is. Right. Peyton still drives up every, like probably once a week, twice a month to train at Stride. Just to train from Cape. And he's the heavyweight champ. He tried to pay you. Right, right. You know, he's the champ. I'm paying him. And he still tries to pay to train. And, and he's going bigger places. He was on Young Rock. I mean, he is, he is going places, but he's self-motivated. You know, we have guys that, you know, that, that can't drive 20 minutes to go train or help with train. Um, but we have him who has now been doing it for well over a year, you know, and, um, you know, I think going on two years now. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and, still drives up from Cape to train and, um, you know, and and I'll I'll never forget. We were, you know, I planned on the Gallatin County show, you know, I wrestled Peyton and, and we were wrestling at Gallatin. And for those that don't know, that's where I teach. And I went to Peyton and I said, Hey, I said, uh, I need, uh, I need you to put me over. And he's like, I'd love to put you over. It's not a problem. And I said, well, you know, I'll get you back, you know, and I'll put you over sometime. And, and he's like, no, no, no need, no need. Um, and, you know, so like that right there is you have kids that are like, they don't want to lose or that, you know, they, and, and that was, you know, you, you couldn't fathom me, you know, him beating me because, you know, of who we thought that I was. And that speaks volumes to me. So with that being said, you know, um, in the in the wrestling world, for me, getting to wrestle him, knowing how talented he is, you know, I'm hoping that I can give him a good match, and uh, you know, I'm hoping that you know I have a little bit left in the tank to put on a good show with him. I mean, that's my plan. Um, in, in the Stride world, you know, um, the story with Sam it's very intriguing. It's you know, Peyton has never beat me. So we've wrestled a few times. He's never beat me. He's never pinned me. Um, and so, you know, it's very intriguing. 
Um, and so, uh, and then also, you know, in my opinion, what better person to go into Stridiversary as champ than, than me, somebody mm-hmm. who can draw the biggest crowd. So, We'll find out for sure on Saturday, January 7th, as we uh, kind of look back on 2022 and look ahead to 2023. Anything else that sticks out to you as we uh, get Well, we had a couple more fans post. and uh, Okay. I just uh, refreshed. Tyler Adams has said, uh, oh, look at that, um, Cash versus Heath in a casket match. Nice. Um, had a great lead up um, to it. Um, he feels like they both bring out the best in each other. Bloody Dexter for uh, feuding with the uh, um, Forgotten, um, even though it's here at the end of the year. But the, you know he's into that. Um, Sam Hunter being revealed as Peyton Ayers as the champ was surprising. Um, John Dartery uh, said when he made his return under a mask, which we talked about earlier. So. Um, yeah, no, John. Again, John and I went. Does. John is a friend of mine. I've I've known John since elementary school, and he came down. I think he was at the show, which was was. Gosh, was he at the show? I'm thinking. I think he was at the show where you came back. Yeah, it was last. It was technically last year, but when when you came back and attacked Riser, I think he was at that show, or he. Might have been at another show too, but yeah, he came down from St. Louis and and watched. He he used to wrestle in the St. Louis area and is is doing some stuff up there. But yeah, um, you know. And then there was the night too that you were you were uh, Dalton Diamond for for the night, and uh, I think that took some people yeah. by surprise as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and again, it is. Um, you know, and, and people always, this is the last thing, people always think that I give myself, you know, the best storylines or, you know, or this or that. And, you know, I give people a lot, a lot of free reign for their story yeah, and what they want to do. And, you know, I think the biggest problem with people today and storylines is sometimes, you know, they don't understand that less is more and you know and 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 ace hawkins if he's listening he may not ever listen to this and i wouldn't blame him um because we're pretty boring people but um i can remember uh lillian garcia telling me and ace we were wanting to do something and and she goes remember this less is more less is always more and she said remember this for your wrestling career lillian garcia told us that wow and and I'll and I'll never forget that, and it's true. So, somebody out of all the stuff that we did, casket matches, and and um, you know, no, you know, no disqualification matches, and hardcore matches, and rumbles. Somebody's favorite moment is when I hit under a mask and attack, you know, Riser. Yeah. You know, and or hit under a mask and wrestled as Dalton Diamond, like. Because, and, and the build up to them wanting to see me wrestle. And, you know, like, um, you know, I go back to one of my favorite all time moments was Tony Flood wrestling under a mask and revealing that it was him as a luchador. Mm-hmm. Red Daniels wrestling, uh, somebody else. And, and, and 
you know, sometimes people are so worried about their character and so worried about going out and getting all their stuff in. They don't understand, um, you know, you, uh, um, you know, sometimes not doing anything is what sells and what people want to see is that story, that twist. And, and so I'm not afraid to give myself the, you know, the bare minimum. I'm not afraid to, um, you know, it, it, you know, I, I go back to one of my all-time favorite matches at Stride, probably top five, was Scott Phoenix's first match against me. Mm. We were putting him with with uh, with Axe and 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 Jay and uh, Jay Wellington. Oh yeah, and and we had uh, Axe attack me before the match, and then basically just had Scott Phoenix just beat on me the whole match where I laid down and. And the crowd was so into it and so loud and so mad. And I think I hit one move. I think I hit a spear and then Axe jumped me at the end. And I didn't do anything. But it was, you know, and and I think, you know, that's what people, um, you know, that's what people remember. And I think, you know, it's, uh, you know, they talk about, the best moments in, in wrestling history is when Eric Bischoff took off the mask when he was the preacher. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, just, uh, you know, just those little bitty, those little bitty moments. And, um, you know, and so I think, uh, you know, looking back and seeing people post those things is to me, it's very like, yep. And, and, you know, people probably, well, he's a booker, of course, you know, um, but, um, you know, I think, uh, um, you know, for, for me and, and advice to people as I move on and, 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 you know, continue to ride is, you know, people give me ideas all the time. People message me ideas all the time. And most of the time I go with it or find a way to go with it. And they don't understand that sometimes, you know, less is more and, know and so when they watched the um you know the the episode from last night that we taped and um and they see the end like you told me that they were really into the end and they were really mad at the end Mm -hmm. and it's a really small thing that they were doing right so again you know the whole match and everything that happened leading up to that moment didn't mean anything so they'd have to do nothing yeah, they could have just went out and laid on the mat and got to that moment because nobody remembers anything else that happened. They just remember how it ended, and you know, and that's my advice, you know, to people. So, well, before we completely put a bow on this, one thing that uh, I wanted to ask you about that I almost forgot about, you know, we saw guys come and go from Stride in twenty twenty two. One thing that we saw leave in 2022 also is the Legacy Championship. And, and you mentioned Tony Flood earlier, and that's kind of what triggered the memory. Uh, because Tony was one of the first, you know, Jerry Travelstead was the very first, but Tony then 
won the Legacy title. And, and in 2022, we saw the unification of the Legacy and No Limits Championships. Uh, it was uh, Roger Mathis and, and Savion Ayers. And Savion Ayers is someone who uh, I know that we both think a lot of, and I know he's recuperating from an injury. He required surgery. Hopefully, you know, the 2023 comebacks, hopefully he's on that list of, of guys that's, that's able to get back in there and wrestle again. But, you know, you held the legacy title. Um, you know, so many of the top guys in stride held that title. Uh, what led to the decision to kind of consolidate and, and, and merge the titles into one? Um, to be honest, it was just, um, you know, too many belts. Uh-huh. And they, I felt like too many titles and they didn't need anything. You know, right. I felt like, you know, I, I guess why WWE got rid of a lot of theirs. Yeah. Because there's too many and, you know, they had two shows. And and so it should mean something when you win it. It should mean something when somebody wins the tag titles. It should mean something. And it kind of seemed like having a legacy champ and having a no limits champ and a heavyweight champ and a tag team champ. It, like when somebody won something, it, it seemed like the belt was just playing hot potato and being passed around. And, uh, and so I kind of felt like I wanted it to, to mean more mm, makes uh, sense. when it was won. And I felt like having, you know, just three championships, uh, it would mean more. And I think, you know, it has, uh, and I think, you know, it meant something when Bud Galloway won it, right? you know, and I think even, you know, uh, going to like Pinkneyville 204, um, even the fans that didn't know Galloway and Dave were in a feud, they were like, oh, it's for, you know, it's for a championship. Yeah. It's for a title. It's got to be important. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you have a bunch of those on the card, it just, it doesn't mean as much. And, and so I kind of felt like, uh, just having one, um, you know, I, I felt like, you know, combining those and just having three, I felt like would mean a lot more and it would be more meaningful to the person who won it. I like it. I like it. Well, Tyler, thank you. Merry Christmas to you and your family. And, uh, anything else you want to say before we wrap up this week's episode? Well, I pretty much think that's it. All right, friends, thank you for listening as well. Let us know on the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page what your favorite memories are. And if you don't have any memories of Stride, I encourage you again to check us out on YouTube. Just search for Stride Pro Wrestling, watch a few shows, and let us know what you think. Have a great week, and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.